The following takes place between 7.16 p.m. and 9 p.m. The following takes place in real time. That's Ireland. That's GMT. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. For those of you listening in the Eastern Standard Time Zone, <laughs> the following took place between 3.16 p.m. and an undetermined time. On the day of the Sweet um, 16 beginning and NCAA <laughs> men's basketball tournament. On March 27th, 2021. You guys aren't even going to fucking rule of threes this with the central time? Yeah, What's yeah. that? Come on! Nope, they, they don't listen to the rules of threes here, despite our best efforts. There's four guys, of us. I don't know what you're talking about. We'll the the Islamic Republic of Kamistan does not recognize rule of three. I, I didn't know. <laughs> is that what they said, Kamistan? I'm, yeah, I think so. Something well, like that. We here are a bunch of Kamistans, as you know. <laughs> That's right. It's, as you know, the podcast that does the first and last episodes of TV shows and figures out if we if it's worth it. And, you know, we're going to we're gonna, this is going to be a fun, illuminating conversation. Welcome to our structuralist argument. I'm Ian Benson <laughs> debating against me. Matziani. What's up? Uh, I believe an ally on my side, Travis Marmon. Hello. I'm not even sure what sides we're supposed to be taking. I, I, I started a war, <laughs> but we'll get to it. And, oh, and besides, oh, and, okay, yes. Yes, I'm on I'm your a bit side, of a yeah. wild card. Undetermined, yes. As always, the wild card <laughs> in any given situation. Stephen Downton. No, Switzerland just stays out of it. I'm not going to stay out of it. You don't know whose <laughs> side I'm joining. So the good news for you guys is that I agree to... <laughs> The ones that we all watched and made a lot of notes on the one that we said was the end before, and I'm happy to play along. On the other hand, if you Google (laughs) what happened to Jack Bauer, the answer is contained in the last episode, the actual last episode of the show. That's fine. It's a continuation, but what we do here at As You Know is we talk about uh, original runs, and... Fox announced that season eight was the last season and and that the show was ending. And then a few years later, after failed attempts to do a movie continuation, they were like, oh, I guess we could do, uh, I guess we could do like a a TV show, limited event series. If, not if, when we do the X-Files, we're doing the first episode of the X-Files and the last episode. Not any of the, not the follow-up series or any of the movie things that have come after. Those are, are their own separate entities. It's the same thing. I with don't Twin know. Peaks. I kind yeah, of I feel like maybe this. the movie. And twenty four and twenty four live another day is a miniseries. It's not even over twenty four hours. It's over twelve. <laughs> no, it's over twenty four. But there are twelve episodes. There's a twelve hour time skip in the final episode after Jack Bauer beheads a Japanese leader with a sword. <laughs> Listen. This show kind of ruled. It's 24. Dude, 24 fucking rocks. <laughs> I, it's 24. Well, we're gonna get let's, let's, let's set the stage before we get into it all. Let's talk about 24, an American action drama television series created by Joel Surnow and Robert Cochran. Uh, and it stars, of course, Kiefer Sutherland as counter-terrorist agent Jack Bauer, uh, one of the best-named characters in history. Uh, now, 100%. of course, the, the gimmick... The conceit was the show that it was that each Stephen each season not Stephen sorry each season <laughs> covers twenty four consecutive Stevens. hours in Bauer's life and used you know a real time structure. Um, the show premiered November sixth to uh, two thousand and one. It spanned one hundred and ninety two episodes over eight seasons, with the season eight finale broadcast on May twenty fourth, twenty twenty. In addition, there was a twenty ten. Sorry, uh, uh, in addition. There was a television film called 24 Redemption, uh, 
uh, which aired between season six and seven. And then the show returned for 24 Live Another Day, which was a, a event series from May 5th to July 14th. Now, we're not even getting into the other complicated aspect of it, which was there is a 24 sequel series starring a new character, but featuring many of the previous characters. So hmm. where that would factor in as well in this all. Good question. It'd yeah. be a whole thing. There's this show to me was what if Mission Impossible had lore between all of them? Okay. Well, at least in my experience of watching the first and the last episode, a show I had never seen before, but was, of course, acutely aware of because of pop culture. Right. How about the rest of you guys? So my understanding of the show um, is that it's the Bush-era turbo-Republican dad, like, greatest show of all time to them. Uh, yep. And my dad, who is not a turbo-Republican, but is very much a dad, uh, did watch this show. I don't think he watched, like, nine seasons of it, but... He, I remember him thinking it was Eight so intense. Eight seasons in a miniseries, Travis. Whatever. We you're have right, you're right, to you're be right. consistent. Eight seasons. Otherwise, we give <laughs> he didn't watch it for a nine-year period. Ammo. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, it's a show about an operator who is the only person that can, like, save America from, like, dangerous foreign uh, entities. And it debuted two months after 9-11. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I was really expecting more Islamophobia and racism in these two episodes, but I'm I feel like they more of the middle of the series. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was telling uh, my girlfriend's roommate was telling me that there's a season where like African warlords like break into the White House yeah. through like a sewer system or something, uh, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, so I was expecting more things year. like that. My other my other view of it was also just like it's supposed to be, regardless of what you think of like the politics of it, like so gripping and so intense. And I thought the pilot was really boring um huh. and like i understand that like it's all it's table setting to an extent like but it was just like who cares but we'll we'll get to that matt uh you seem to have had a a longer pre-existing relationship with the show and steven yeah. since it was your pick i figure we'll hear from matt first and then you'll explain why you picked the show sure uh i've seen every episode of this show um <laughs> i've seen seasons one through four probably three or four times uh <laughs> it's not a good show but Important note, the show, the first five seasons, hyper-acclaimed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would add a note to Travis's Turbo Republican uh, dad thing and say that this is also a show that, like, complicit libs who love the Iraq War love. This is a mm -hmm. pro-torture, torture-gets-the-goods kind of show, and it's ideology is more vile than any show that we've watched so far by a long shot but uh, i don't know I did californication not, no this is so yeah. much more evil <laughs> what is the ideology of californication the ideology of californication is his boobs mm, are great yeah well it's, <laughs> like, it's david duchovny is the man yeah <laughs> david duchovny is the man as opposed to just like explicit american military propaganda um which is, I mean, obviously evil. Yeah, I mean, I am. It's well aware that this show has a very weird, thorny political thing, and we are definitely going to talk about that through the lens of Kiefer Th Sutherland at some point because it's kind of funny to me. But mm. Stephen, you were the one who wanted to watch Twenty Four. Yeah. So for, I will say before I picked this, um, I had no idea that Matt had seen every episode of the show. That shocked <laughs> me. I was like, uh, "What now?" <laughs> um, uh, 
I picked this show because I was looking through the list and I thought it was the most different than all the other shows that we watch. And I thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about since we all have, you know, an eye on politics, thoughts about these sorts of ideas. Uh, It'd be an interesting thing to see uh, with how things have changed since this show was made uh, as far as culture and, and our relation to NSA type groups. Uh, I thought that I had seen the first two seasons, but I was wrong. And I realized that when uh, I watched the pilot, I saw the second and third season. Um, And when I was a kid with my parents and uh, I liked the show so much, I didn't remember this, but the memories came flooding back the same way they did for Sailor Moon. But I was a kid. Every time it went, I liked this show so much that every time it went to an ad, I, I have, I had the distinct oh, memory no. of when the clock would go to like 48. I was like, fuck, the show's almost over. Like I was really <laughs> bummed. <laughs> like I remember, I remember being so bummed when the clock would come on and it was like in the later part of it. Cause I was like, ah, shit. Because uh, I watched it week by week. It's a gripping fucking show, it was, man. Uh, it, it was gripping to me as a kid. And you know what? I think it. I think it was good. I think it's a good show. I think it's well made. I think it's interesting. There yeah. are problems with the pilot in the finale that I know that we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, but, but fewer overall, than there are in the middle of the show. The middle of the show uh, is where all of the truly insidious shit lies. And these bookends that we watched were like surprisingly just like character driven little action plot, just like snapshots of the show. Like I remember, kind of, I remember they, being obsessed. I remember being obsessed with season two. I was absolutely at that point. I think David Palmer is president yeah. and not a senator. And I was just, I was just totally gripped. Yep. It's. I mean, it was a phenomenon. It was the longest running U.S. espionage themed show. <sighs> uh, you know, eight seasons. It beat uh, Mission Impossible, the original run, yeah. of course. You know, which. Is a thing that I often forget, like, exists since for me it's just an action movie franchise. Um, but so the idea, it was created, as I said earlier, with uh, Joel Cernow, who had the idea of a TV show with uh, 24 episodes. And uh, he was just like, yeah, it'll be great. You know, it's going to cover a single day. And he called, you know, future co-creator Robert Cochran, the producer. And then Cochran was like, that's a terrible idea. Dismiss it. It's not going to work. But then the next day they went to an IHOP and hashed it all out. And they were like, there we go. We got it. Let's do this show. Now, uh, it's a really point- good hook. I really like the conceit of it, even though in the pilot they do so much like reminding you, like because obviously you have the the clock motif before the commercial thing pops up, but also in the pilot there's like here's the shot of a face of a clock, like in fucking high noon. <laughs> uh, and, and they do a lot like of talking about like, like that. Like yeah. this will happen within the next half hour. Yeah. Within that, the next half hour, he will wake show. up. <laughs> the real time conceit also gives us something that I think every show should do, which is when we come back from a commercial, show us what every single character is doing at the same time. Just yes. just let us see what's going on. Where, <laughs> yes. wh- who's on Four the board right now? Four different screens. <laughs> I, I love the comic book panel-like layout of this show at times. Incredible. Loved that shit. Loved that they didn't drop it, that it's just an integral part. It's perfect. It's wonderful. So completely down. I couldn't deal with when they would just show two of the same event or two different angles of the exact same thing happening. They shot a lot of footage. <laughs> yeah, they had to use it. Why not? I did. Lo- I did love how at the beginning of the finale, that is a part two. They were still like, "Here are the names of every character." Yeah. which like for us is is great. Like awesome. I know Cherry Jones is his president immediately. Cool. <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll get to lots of things. But so when talking about the show, it's. I mean it. 
it lives and dies by Kiefer is really yeah. what it is. And now I think part of the funny thing is Kiefer Sutherland as this Republican dad ideal. Because do you know who Kiefer Sutherland's grandfather was? Well, I know who his oh, father Karl is, Marx. But... You, uh, yeah, you know who his <laughs> You got it, Stephen. No, yeah, got of course, the son, the son of, you know, legendary actor, you know, Donald Sutherland. Fun fact also, Kiefer clearly um you know you're like yes american republican dad masculine (laughs) ideal he's british canadian uh because he was born in born in london but you know Mm -hmm. two canadian parents and his grandfather was thomas clement douglas the scottish canadian politician he served as the premier of saskatchewan leader of the new democratic party uh he and his cabinet we're the first democratic socialist government in North America. Damn. He is the father, basically, of, of Canada's single-payer universal health care system. Huh. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn. And, and, and Kiefer Sutherland voiced Big Boss, who's, you know. We're going to get to that part. Let me get to the politics part before, we get, before yeah. we get to the venomous snake part. But no, so Kiefer himself, in 2007, in an interview with Charlie Rose, was just like, oh, I believe that it is the, res- the responsibility of us to care for all people through like a single payer healthcare Hell system. Yeah. Like his well, politics are in opposition to the show. It would seem in many ways. And he right. himself I feel said, like healthcare doesn't come up on 24. Yeah, but, right. but he himself has also said, at least at the time, you know, in this interview that he has never watched a full episode of this show. <laughs> I love actors like that. Where it's like, I don't watch my work. It makes me, it feels weird. I don't yeah, know. What Put a it king. out in the world. Yeah, if he does like full ass Robert Pattinson in Twilight commentary style shit later on about 24. I I think he has like an affection for it because he would go on to do the show designated survivor, which was like sort of the inverse of this. I mean, it was still that like, you know, it's here we have the guy who played Jack Bauer, but there he's playing, you know, a more meek man who winds up becoming president when an attack happens or whatever thing like that. I mean, Um, I'd have affection for it. Who wouldn't want to be an action hero? I would yeah. probably have affection for a show that made me an absolute assload of money like this probably did for Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, also. yeah it's why, he, <laughs> you know, uh, you don't see much work from Kiefer Sutherland. You know, last thing he was in was uh, a deeply depressing stat or a deeply depressing thing to, to read about because he was in the Quibi version of oh, no. uh, The Fugitive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they had no one in mind, really, when making a show. Uh, there mm. wasn't like it was Kiefer's job all, role all along. It was just the sort of thing. Where they they didn't have this actor in mind, and then they heard Kiefer's name atta- like as, as a suggestion. They're like, that would really work. He'd be great for that. He's got that sort of, that gruff. He's got uh, the skinny he's, jeans. He's got the pierced he, ears. He's 35 years old in this, which doesn't seem right or possible, but I'm right, pretty like sure. Like he should be younger, or? It's just this thing where I'm just like, right, Jack Bauer, because I think when someone he says Jack Bauer. He should be older, considering he has a teen. Well, and, and he's like clearly higher ranking than a lot of other people that show up in the first episode of the show. So it makes sense that he's an older guy. I, there's a certain point where you couldn't, you couldn't do the action stuff anymore. Yeah. Well, tell that to tell that to one Thomas Cruise. Uh, Cause that's part of why I think my brain is just like, there's no way this character is supposed to only be 35. Thomas? He seems like he should be, uh, you know, like much older, but hmm. no, we, uh, we got him there at the start. Uh, and, you know, Kiefer was a Brat Pack adjacent, I guess I would say. You know, <laughs> yeah. he lived with Robert Downey Jr. for a few years. And I can only imagine the shit that happened in that apartment. 
He's the villain in Stand By Me. That's what I know about young Kiefer Sutherland. And uh, he's in Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Where he's also a villain. And he's in, um, what is it, Flatliners? That's the one with uh, Julia Roberts and, you know, they die and then get brought back or whatever. Yeah. Huh. Uh, we should get into it. We should talk about the show because, I mean, what else are we going to do? You want me to read, you know, like facts about how the, the one of the co-creators made a conservative version of The Daily Show that ran for 17 episodes on Fox oh, News? Oh, he did the half-hour news oh. hour? Yes. He did. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I remember when that came out and I remember it was sort of this, this like, because I was at the age where I didn't understand comedy. I hadn't studied comedy. And now I'm the comedy master, as everybody knows, future comedy. I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. And then I learned that conservatives can't be funny because conservatives don't understand how anything fucking works and that truth in comedy is the most important piece of comedy. Um, so just, I uh, don't agree that conservatives can't be funny, but conservative humor, it, like, if you can't be a political yeah. comedy and be conservative right. and be funny. But, like, Norm MacDonald is, that's, like, one of the funniest what, but, people But, ever. Travis, that's what I'm saying. I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying a conservative person cannot have a sense of humor. I'm saying that if you cannot make good humor <laughs> about conservatism. Right. No, you cannot. Uh, let's, talk about Ke- let's talk about the show that would get Kiefer Sutherland an Emmy and a Golden Globe, two Screen Actor Guild Awards, two Satellite Awards, and would later lead to him playing, of course, uh, what is it? Is it Venomous Snake? Venom Snake? Punished Snake? Um, it's, it's punished venom snake. <laughs> right. Of course. Hell fucking yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's talk about this $4 million pilot. <laughs> Woo. It cost $4 million. It was shot in March, 2001. And it was mostly done in an old pencil factory, which I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense, but I really like that detail for some reason. Yeah. Shout out What's pencil fu- factory. Franklin. How could this point. have cost $4 million? Half of it was just them going to Norton furniture and banging and like, and like standing on the table. <laughs> Dude, do you know how much <laughs> like, a leopard print comforter costs? <laughs> do you know how much it costs to explode an airplane, Stephen? That's probably okay. where most of the money went. Yes. Yeah, Stephen, they I have crashed. a lot of co- I have Steven, a lot of comments about the airplane thing. They crashed that plane with no survivors. Um, sorry, <laughs> there was one. Man, the people who the the people on the plane were like characters from the OC until one of them did some tactical shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Oh my god, let's get there though. Does, do we have anyone? Is anyone? Is it just between Stephen and I on who is leading the show synopsis? Yeah, go ahead, because I don't have a note until we see that one dude with a tattoo that says Irish. Okay, well, the show... <laughs> and my note is, Steven should get this back tattoo. <laughs> well, uh, well before that, because, you know, 24 opens in Kuala Lumpur. You see, yes. you see beautiful hey, what towers. Was, what the hell was his fucking accent? He was like, I don't know, I don't know where she's at. <laughs> <laughs> You see, yeah, it opens in Kuala Lumpur. That's how Malaysians talk. It opens no, in I'm the way about the guy with Irish on his back. Oh, yeah. it, it, it opens in the way that I'm like going to be in, and I'm always bought in when it's just like, yeah. So we're going to open in a, in some you know grand international city. There's someone they're frantically like getting a phone, and they're just like, listen, okay, I'm not being followed. I have to let you know there's going to be an attempt, and I'm just like, fuck yeah, okay. There's going to be an attempt. What's going on here? <laughs> I love an attempt. <laughs> the, the, 
the music in and in this scene is is such it's it's a really good like indicator of where the show is going and what they do with music because it was like you know that and then there'd be like a dung dung and it's like he heard it and he like turns around and he looks behind him like and then he keeps walking yeah like, it's like it's it's the you know it's well it's because it's, it's like he's being followed and you want to create that sense in us as well right. and it's so yeah. I'm in I'm in yeah and it's just he's like there's gonna be an attempt and then like there's banging and shouting on the door and you're like what's gonna happen and then they're just like boom 1202 11 a.m los angeles greatest city um, on earth los angeles yeah. i can't believe we missed two two minutes of potential jack bauer we got two fewer minutes of him um actually we're, we're still not even at jack bauer because it's just like oh right it's, uh, it's an agent being like there's going to be an attempt on on uh you know, senator, it's like, oh, senator David yeah, senator, Palmer. Senator David Palmer's life. He's you know oh, the Allstate he, guy. Yeah. Am I to understand, based on the dialogue in this show, that the reason why they're going to attempt to assassinate this guy is because he's a black guy and he might someday become president? Well, well he's, 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 he's like he's there's going to the be a on a senator. Yeah, it's the eve of the California primary, yeah. and he yeah. is running for president. People yeah. think people are. Based on I, I I get the feeling that based on polling it seems likely that he will be president. Okay. Yeah. He like listen. There is credible. That scholastic, that would absolutely happen. That would absolutely well, no, but, happen. Absolutely, but there is credible scholastic, you know, discourse around. Did David Palmer? help prepare a nation to accept Barack Obama in just a few short I was years. Gonna, I was going to talk about this. I, I was like, I was like, I think, I think this was, I think this helped. I think it helped. It's, it is not a novel theory. And I definitely like, I I'm like, y'all yeah, listen to that idea. Hmm. Right. Because the show has a black, the first black president and the first woman president are both on this show. I think it's funny, funny that it, I think it's funny that in 2021 we're like black president been there done that woman president I don't know if that'll ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we get that I'm within the her. next year. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, so we're gonna get it by default soon. Yeah, twelve oh three and twenty three seconds. This is when we're finally introduced to Jack Bauer, uh, and it's him playing a game of chess with his daughter Kim, and we learn about his difficult fraught home life. I guess we're like Kim, hate. I don't really understand. Ever since, her, ever since her mom got that haircut, she's like, I can't deal with you anymore. <laughs> I get the feeling that this is the classic. I mean, I don't know for sure. I never watched this season, but I get the feeling that it was the classic, you know, mo mom and dad fought too much because dad was more interested in his work of saving the country every, I don't know, two or three days uh, to uh, to to raise a family and, or to raise a to raise a child and, and be a, a, a good dad and husband. And his wife kicked him out of the house. I mean, there's at least a 40 percent chance that he domestically abused her as well. <laughs> Is he a cop? <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. A police he's pretty, officer, so pretty solidly in cop territory. Our secret agents for the CTU, of course, the counterterrorism unit, because. There can never union. be real. <laughs> God damn it, Travis! There can oh, never be real, uh, you know, agencies in any way, shape, or form. They always have to make something up, so that way they don't get in trouble. I guess when that with that agency that's funding them in yeah. making this show. So the, did anybody so the pay NSA? attention? Is that? Yeah, it seems like they're the NSA. Does anybody pay attention to uh, what music was playing here? Because I wasn't. I wanted to Shazam it, but I missed it. There are like three mm, like nineties like punkish hits that play in a row uh in in the next like 10 minutes of show 
during the scene where they're driving to meet the boys, they're listening to Sublime, but that's the only thing that I was able to catch. I felt like there was like a Green Day deep cut and maybe a garbage song in this oh, yeah. in this little like it was all like '90s feel, which is interesting because this is what 2001. This is 2001, but like. It it's looks very 90s. The women's haircuts are... All these women are guys, extreme 90s action movies. Guys, models. 2001 is in the 1990s. Yeah. No, this it is absolutely how, is. It was this filmed pre-9-11, so it's the 90s. Work. Man, they filmed this before 9-11. Can you imagine how stoked the showrunners were when 9-11 happened? <laughs> <laughs> they probably did it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at the soundtrack uh, for this episode. There's a tricky song in here. That's interesting. All these are things I've never heard of, like Fearless yeah, Freak. It was one of those things the where it sounded mitts. like Green Day, but it wasn't. Sugar what? Cult. Sugar Cult. <laughs> you don't know Sugar Cult? No. Sugar Cult. Mean Red they did, Spiders. They did that song, This may never start. We could fall apart and not be your memory. You don't remember that song? Every, they, no. the, the music video was all drawn like stick figures, like playing guitar and like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you mean uh, 55? I saw that video, yeah. Yeah, it Fuck actually it was a lot like it was a lot like 55. <laughs> I'm still recovering from the show the 24 showrunners did 9/11. Sorry. Maybe it's reboot my brain there. 9/11 was an ARG. So, I was going to say it seems <laughs> So anyways, it seems like uh, Jack and his wife separated for a bit was like the vibe, the way they were talking. I think they maybe even outright say that at some point. Um, When does, okay, uh, this is, this is something I don't know for sure, Mm -hmm. but based on the finale, when does she die? End of season one. Oh, it's sooner Mm. than I expected. Yeah, it's like pretty quick. Everything about her character from the moment she was introduced, I was like, oh, so she's going to like die and that's. That's going to be the motivation for like a later season was my guess. Mm. But so she dies and then I'm pretty sure the next season Jack goes undercover and gets addicted to heroin. I did. Ah, see, yes, I did see while looking through the IMDb trivia that. that between that for season three, his character needed to have an intricate tattoo on his arm for some undercover operation oh, okay, that he was a part of. Three. Okay. Uh, yeah, and here's the best detail about it. They were like, yeah, so Jack, it's going to take all his time in the makeup e- chair each day. And he was like, ah, oh, fuck it, fine. I'll just get the tattoo. Yes. <laughs> I love Keeper Sutherland. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to spend all that time in the makeup chair every day. Just tattoo me. Let's do it. Let's party. I could get it removed later. Yeah, I'm rich as I hell have now. I have enough money. Just, it it's matter. fine. Wow. Uh, that's, that's king shit. It rules. <laughs> Fine, I'll just do it. Uh. It's it's the I bought the airplane or I bought the airline in Inception moment of just I'll just get the tattoo. So so uh, so they're playing chess. Uh, there's a bit of witty banter. Uh, Alicia Cuth- Cuthbert complains about her mother and 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 uh, and, <laughs> and he's like, call her by her name, mom, uh, <laughs> which was. <laughs> All those weird dad things <laughs> that you probably would hear a dad say. And then they just decide to stop playing chess. Nobody wins. They just stop. Well, I mean, it's midnight. She needs to go to bed. Uh, I'd never. Also, I would never. <laughs> uh, the entire Bauer family is Canadian, actually. <laughs> Hell yes. Look huh. at these fake fucking Americans. Because I knew Alicia Cuthbert is. Leslie Hope is, also, is from Nova Scotia. Huh. 
so hard to be a white American actor these days anymore. There are just no roles for you. You get passed over for Canadians and British people, British people, Australian AJ people who can never hang on to their you know. accent. We, yeah. we had a, I mean, we had a British Superman and a British Batman. How can we, how can we stand by these times? Tim Riggins. <laughs> But then it turns out uh, that she is... Well, actually, the reason also that she stopped playing chess was that she could go to bed and then sneak out. That's right. actually why yeah, she did she that. Right. So she could sneak she out. playing chess. Travis, yeah. uh, did, you, uh, did you do your job? You had a very Ooh. important job to do. Very important job in this scene. Oh, check posters? <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't write them down, but she I had... Love, I love that every... <laughs> she had pretty accurate posters for, like, what... <laughs> I picture the scroll having, but I don't remember the specifics. I think there was a Green Day poster in there. There was. Uh, and there, uh, th- this was uh, a classic at least one person in there. Tupac. Th- this was yeah. a classic. Like, I want to be a music loving person, but I don't yeah. actually have a taste yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. things like Green Day, Tupac. Yeah, sure. Lincoln Bob Park Marley. was there. I don't know. Right. She's had <laughs> underground stuff, and that's okay. But she really likes what she's. You know, she's at least starting to pick out what specific artists that she enjoys i think yeah, yeah. this is a pretty standard teen girls room i think yeah well, there's the there's a bob marley thing later <laughs> she uh yeah she snuck out and they're like shit we're gonna have to deal with this and then right at that moment we get a phone call from the uh the ctu's chief of staff it's just like jack you gotta come in there's an emergency briefing something's going on and he's like oh god this sucks i need to deal with my teenage daughter and my job as a spy, how can I ever establish my proper work-life balance? I love that for the rest of this episode, those two things are treated with equal like, <laughs> gravitas. Like, both of them are equally scary. Daughter is out, Sneaking of, out. out of thing. And he's and like, also, my wife can't just handle this. I have to... Well, actually, he does mostly defer to her. That's why this show is a central dad core. Like, because his... Daughter is constantly being threatened. So yeah. Anyways, uh, he uh, he calls like one of Kim's ex boyfriends, and he's just like, you know, getting high and playing games. He's like, Nah, dude, we're not together. I promise. All right. I don't later. know where she's at. What the hell was his accent? <laughs> yeah. it was something not real. It was and Irish. Like, his no. Oh boy, I hear a lot of Irish accents, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> he was from. Uh, he was from. County Mayo, you know, it's a regional. Uh, I've got a good friend from County Mayo. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see Travis try to play this game. Uh, But yeah, Kim and her friend Janet snuck out. They're headed to some furniture store. I love that the recap I'm using wants me to know that they pass a clock that reads 1207. Like this is is the art installation, the clock, if you're familiar with that. I don't get it. Nope. Uh, It was a 24-hour movie where each scene there is a clock visible that says that it's that exact time that it's supposed to be when you're watching the movie so you start it at midnight and then it goes till the next midnight actually i'd love to do that with 24 i would love to stitch together 24 so each minute of the day is represented by a clock in the background so it jumps around because it's like well yeah there was there's a clock that says 1207 in season one but in season three is where the 1208 (laughs) clock is (laughs) Um, yeah, so they're, they're going to party with, like, adults, but by adults, I mean one of the guys who I think is in old school, <laughs> so, I bet that movie's mm. aged wonderfully. 
So Jack Bauer spends about half of this episode on the phone, which is amazing because That's which I really the whole like. Show, man. I know, I know, I know. They keep it up because, and it makes sense, right? Because he has to travel, so he has to. So if they're really going to do this in real time, and yes, they do. Probably he probably doesn't live five minutes away from wherever he's going all the time, but but it's it's good because they're like, okay, we want to show Jack, we want him to be doing something, but he has to get somewhere, so we'll just have him make three phone calls or get. Four <laughs> Or phone calls. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the the hacky like Mad Magazine version of this definitely is just like twenty four hours, three p.m. to four p.m. and it's Jack Bauer trapped on the highway as he's like on you know trap in rush hour mm. or on just, a like, plane calling people properly. Yeah, to fucking yeah. Syria <laughs> to shoot a man in the kneecap and then fly back <laughs> to America. Uh, uh, that's yeah, 24 the, hours right there. That's tw- right there. Uh, on the topic <laughs> of the phone, though, in my, in my research, they talked about how they do so, they did so many phone calls in the show, they had to act, they had to do phone call acting differently than everywhere else basically does a phone call. Because when you do a phone call, most times, you're the only, only the person who's being shot is there. Right. The other, like, it's just like a script supervisor or an assistant director or somebody is reading the lines that the other person is saying to you. Right. But because they phone calls were such a key part of this, that other actor would be off camera saying their lines. That rules. So that way you would have that emotional beat. That's which good. also makes it better. It makes it better. Since, yeah, yeah since I feel most, like that's how phone acting should be. Yeah, yeah most phone hard. calls in acting is, especially is when, especially when you don't see the other side of the conversation where it's just someone going like, yeah, got it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be right there. And then they don't even say bye or anything. And you're just like, what did the other person, what could they possibly have said that fits in those microseconds between what you were saying? Yeah. They don't say bye in 24. I used to always make fun of that. (laughs) Well, it's a trope throughout media that because it like messes with the audience or whatever. If you say bye, it, Okay. Uh, yeah. Talk, okay. Talk like, to you later. Would it mess? Yeah. Would it mess with me if someone said bye? I don't know. There's there's a reason for it. It's <laughs> they'll, dumb. They'll say bye, and then Steven's like, "Oh, well, that's the okay. End of the time to go." <laughs> <laughs> like, the I think that's genuinely the, the logic over. that they have behind it, or whatever. They also, Ooh, don't, bye. Like to, they also don't like to have a train going right at the cr- at the camera. <laughs> <because then laughs> Very scary. Like, yeah. People will be like, "There's a train coming. I have to leave." Uh, so Jack arrives at CTU, which, of course was shot in a repurposed Fox Sports office. That's what the set is. Sure. Uh, but hey, he arrives Tom, there. Uh, he arrives with Tom Arnold's there. He had just filmed episode of the best damn sports show, period. And it's like, hang on. I got to. Wow. got to take Oh, my CTU God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Travis. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Where did that come from? Like, I, what death into the brain? What dark recesses? You pulled that immediately. It's not like you had the fact that it was Fox Sports. I had that fact. I was like, this is a fun fact. And Travis is like, you've fallen for my trap. I mean, I mean this is Travis's wheelhouse. Like, yeah. Naming naming sports sports figures from Jesus. before just he like should be able to do debris. that. Like Like, yeah. just yeah. ephemera. We had a whole big dumb time discussion about Stump the Schwab that one time. Like, it's all, you know. It's all in there. It's all in that brain. It's all right up there. Uh, But, yeah, he's arrived, and he learns that there's going to be a briefing, and he's like, all right, well, let's start collecting information on David Palmer. And they're like, what? what?" And he's like, yeah, some racist guy's probably going to try and assassinate David Palmer. And they're like, 
we can't be seen digging into him. That'd be bad. And he's like, right, yeah. Um, I don't care. Somebody's gonna try and assassinate him. Let's come on, guys. This is we clearly who the target is. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tony Almeida is like, such a fucking dumbass. Is that the soul okay. patch guy? Yes, his name is Tony Almeida. <laughs> I'm so glad we have you as the resource <laughs> for this. Okay. Uh, and yeah, well, I mean, what that happens is... Um, he talks to some bad guy, right? He ca- well, well, no, he calls a cop that he knows, and he's just like, hey, can you keep an eye out for Kim? And then as that like happens, uh, the, uh, the Richard Walsh arrives, this guy who I'm pretty sure has made an entire career playing Secret Service agents... And other of that sort. I know he was a Secret Service agent on the West Wing for a long time. Mm -hmm. I I think for a long time. I know for a while at least. Uh, But he shows up and he's just like, somebody's going to have an attempt on David Palmer. uh, Foreign money is involved. They're just like, oh my God, what foreign power would want to assassinate this guy? And he's like, actually, it's probably a domestic hate group. Actually, it's the U.S. It's actually the U.S. That's that's what was weird about, like, and how that one you brought up earlier, like, they're just going to assassinate him because he's black. It's weird that this is an international thing and not... But they said it's, it's not. not it's actually thing. coming it from inside CTU. Yeah, because okay. as we've learned from American security mm-hmm. agencies, they could just, you know, assassinate whatever political <laughs> figure they'd like with impunity if they decide to step on, for example, the CIA's toes in right. the sixties. Well, hold on. Now, time idea. out. This is not the CIA's toes. This would be the FBI's toes. It's domestic. Now you would need to create a task force. Well, now, the FBI so, especially has a figure has a history with um yes, black, exactly. uh, political leaders. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. so this would be the FBI's actions. Now, now if the if the FBI if the CIA wanted to do something, they would need to create a joint task force, which would allow them to operate on US soil. Something, of course, I learned from Sicario, a documentary, as far as I'm concerned. Are you under the impression that the CIA doesn't operate domestically? No, I'm under the impression that the CIA loves to do it uh, domestically, but again, you know, so they're not supposed to. That's uh, that's the FBI's territory. And now again, right. you create a task force, you put one FBI agent on that task force, you drop them somewhere else in there, then yeah, yeah sure, yeah. you're gonna, you, you've got all clear. You know, nothing you're doing is illegal per the letter of the U.S. statutes that we, mm. we create. I don't listen. Right, right, right. Okay, so equally as important as all of this, some teens party in a warehouse. In, like, the um, Dawn of the Dead set. <laughs> yep. I kept expecting, like, a carousel to go off and attract <laughs> zombies. Like, that was the entire vibe of this. They, they go, so first of all, they go there. The friend is, like, classic brunette slutty friend, uh, wanders into the, the furniture Wait, store where these people are. is that a classic archetype? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Wanders into the furniture store uh, and just leaves her out there to talk to the other guy who's in his van. And uh, she's like, well, I guess I guess she just does this. So I better talk to this other guy who's like, I heard you guys like to party him. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Yeah. Her. As a matter of fact. Me too. <laughs> Great team writing. Great team dialogue. Extremely good team dialogue. <laughs> it's perfect. I knew this line and could have said it along with her because I've seen this episode so many times. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> really. <laughs> that's the case. Uh, we did. Yeah. And that's all that happens with that. Uh, one thing that also happens in the, the meeting that Jack has is, you know, they're, they're told that it's going to be David Palmer, which is a good name. I got to I got to say good, good name. Strong in the show. American name. Strong. You believe that David Palmer runs for president? Yeah. But he uh, he's told that there's going to be an attempt. 
And he's like, all right, we got to get to work. And then immediately the guy's like, uh, Jack, can you stick around for a sec? And then it's just like, there's a mole in your team. Because I, of course there is. There has to of be course. a mole. There, the stakes they are building aren't enough. We also need somebody to be working inside and subverting them. Who's the mole? Make the call. Oh, it's, uh, it's definitely. So here's the thing. Here, I will explain my logic behind this. And I'm pretty sure I'm correct in this. You're going to be right. Yeah, well, because it's and, and the show can't the shows can't pull this twice. I mean, it's going to try and pull this twice. But we have the other th- running thing we haven't gotten to yet but of, of the guy on the plane. And the show hinges on you assuming that that dude who seems the most extremely European, clearly this guy's the international assassin. Oh wait, it's the woman. Yeah, like they pull that reversal. That scene ruled. That scene that, ruled. I mean, we're, yeah. that we're right. going to talk about that right. for a while because I thought it was awesome. But uh, we, uh, I imagine then. They're set like it's very clearly they're setting up Tony. Tony was that the guy's Tony name? Tony Almeida. As well, like at least in the first episode, I was like, "There's making it seem like I should be suspicious of Tony." Yes. Which per proper heist convention or not heist per proper espionage conventions means it's the woman. Yes. It's the woman. actually the mole. Yeah. Yes. It has to be her because they replace her with Marilyn Rakes. Well, well, can I tell you a little oh, bit about I, Nina in this show? Nina is absolutely. is one of my favorite tropes in television. The if you want to bring back an evil character, always bring back the same one. Oh, hell yeah. She oh, does just she come pops back a few up times? fucking everywhere. Every time something bad is happening, like you reach like episode 22 and Nina walks out from behind a pillar in a parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a gun drawn on Jack and he's like, Nina. Yes, literally every season. <laughs> Hell Every season. That's some, an- that's some anime shit. Hell fucking yeah. That rules. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, there was just like, it's so knowing that like there ha- there's a mole, there has to be like, they do the same sort of thing in Mission Impossible, which is why I then was like, it's got to be her, right? From the moment they're like, there's a mole. Because in the first Mission Impossible, there's, it, it, it turns out there's multiple moles working in the team, but it is well, the same yeah. thing where it's just like, well, no one's going to suspect the the woman on the team to be the one. Oh wait, it actually is her. I think yeah, but it but it really has the vibe of like you get to the end of a of a of a comic book and you're like the Joker was pulling the strings this whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't yeah. this unnamed guy I'd never heard of before who was or who the was unnamed guy removes his makeup and reveals that he's actually right. you right. know whatever villain. It's always yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Shredder. This show also does get into one of my favorite things that happens in real life, which is. Uh, spies spying on each other and then busting each other. That happens Hell in the show. Yes. This show kind of rules, doesn't it? It rules, except that it's like, oh, but that's a bad super, thing. Super, yeah, and also it's like super it's very, Islamophobic. It's super Islamophobic, extremely pro-American imperialism. But not in the episodes we saw. We don't know that. that. We saw. We don't know that. We don't know that yeah. it's Islamophobic. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's just from existing. Yeah, you're right. This show is much more just like, here's an evil European. Right. Except not. And uh, uh, but a, we, we, eventually in the one that only I watched, a uh, evil Japanese guy who, as I said, gets his head chopped off with a sword, which they show like is supernatural. Fuck yes. So ba- so basically the guy that comes in to tell him that that they that they know that the guy who they think that the guy who's going to assassinate David Palmer is European, maybe German. And then he's like, how do you know this? Who's your source? And he's like, I can't tell you. I'm not authorized. And he's like, you Steven, have to tell me. Yep. Steven, you're doing that face blindness thing you do again. Those are two different characters. 
No, 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 no. Because yeah. the guy, because because the the weirdest thing was when that guy walks in. The guy Xander Berkeley. The the guy who he tranks. That's yeah. That's Xander Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. So when uh, Xander Mason. Berkeley walks in, they spend a good ten seconds with Jack like checking himself in the mirror and making sure he's presentable, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, I didn't really expect them to show like what an interesting choice to show. Like, I guess it gives the guy who's coming status, but it's a, it's, it's not a very Jack Bowery thing to do. Maybe. No. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I had to double check. I wanted to double check that this was Xander Berkeley. Uh, cause I was like, that looks like him, you know, and it's still one of those guys who's just a guy he's around, you see him in things. And so I was just like, is that Xander Berkeley? And it was. And then I, in the grand tradition, though, of looking up these things, I was just like, I'm just, what, you know, I, I, for some reason I decided that instead of just searching Xander Berkeley and seeing if he was doing 24, I heard the character's name and I searched the character's name. George and Mason. George Mason. And I loved that for starters. I loved that his name was George Mason. That was so stupid. I love it. But um, it's the thing where you then go to the Wikipedia for the show and you can't then just find who actually played it because they have to treat everything like it's real. Oh, my God. It's not just like yeah, at the start where yeah. they're just like, it's played by Xander Berkeley. Right. Like you have to scroll down on all this. So as I'm like scrolling down and I read the, I read what happens to him in the top paragraph there. And I'm astounded. And, I, and you guys I both watched remember. this apparently. Because it says during day two, which that's the second season, right? Yeah. That's how the convention yeah. works. Yeah, it's just as like, yeah, so he was a district director in CTU in Los Angeles and later it's director. Uh, during day two, while searching for a nuclear bomb set to detonate during the day, he was exposed to lethal amounts of plutonium at Muhammad Farin's uh, warehouse in uh, Panorama City and was given as much as a week or as little as a day to live. When the oh, bomb yeah. was recovered, Mason flew it in a plane into the Mojave Desert to detonate safely <laughs> and died in a plane crash Plane crash moments before it's the blast. Oh, yeah. And I just was like, I'm yeah. sorry, that was uh, season two? Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 IMDB let me know that um, even number seasons always feature um, a threat of a nuke. Huh. Uh, they're, they're like, we, we can't do that. We did it last season. Yeah, yeah. We, but, <laughs> but then they, but we, like, if we did it two seasons ago, it's like, ah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't remember. We've had some time with Fuck it. it. So, okay, so, so I was saying before yes. I got so rudely interrupted by face blindness comments, Jack Bauer's like, where did you get this information? He's like, I can't tell you, I'm not authorized. And then he does this thing where, where he's like, call your boss, ask him to. Uh, th this is the first like Jack Bauer Batman gambit of many to come <laughs> where he's like, call your you boss. Nerd. I need to, it's a trope. Um, uh, so he, he makes him call his boss to ask so he can cover his ass and tell his boss that uh, he did everything he could to try to get as much information as he could. And then he watches him get on the phone. Then he walks down and he tells um, the mole. Is it Nina? That's yeah, Nina. He tells Nina to tra to trace his well to get on the phone with him basically, and then he listens to him call the number you call to know what time it is, which was a thing. Maybe it's still a thing. And and while he does that, he goes and grabs a trank gun from uh, a locker, <laughs> of and then he goes back up. Yeah. And then he goes, yeah, just the trank gun locker, and then he goes back up and and shoots him in the leg. Uh, and then, and then it is explained that he will wake up in a half hour or so. Yeah, I definitely didn't think it was a trank gun. I was like, he's gonna threaten him, and then he walks right in and he shoots him. And I was like, what the? He's a loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the he's, rules. He that is definitely the vibe on him. 
Also, yeah. and then he explains that that he took a bunch of money from a heroin dealer in Barcelona. Which isn't that what the whole fucking national security apparatus is like constructed to do? Oh no, they're going to expose that some fucking feds stole some money in a drug bust. Literally, that's what the CIA was founded to do. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, oh, is he no. pocketed, he pocketed that money. And yeah, he, he should have given it to, to the back country. To the agency and and that money not, belongs not to a museum. Himself. That money does belong <laughs> in a museum. <laughs> So really just the next thing that happens is Terry gets a call from Janet's father who's just like, oh, hey, yeah, I, well, I need help. Uh, my daughter had this number. Is she there? No, I guess we're going to team up and look together. And that's he all says, that tell me where you them. live. Immediately tipping the audience off to the fact that this guy is about to do some evil shit. I assumed like at the start, I was like either her character We'll find solace in this man, or this man is in on the conspiracy. Yep. There is no, there are no uh, independent agents in this show. No, there are not. So these guys are not random creeps. They're also part of some. Yeah, yeah. They kidnap. Uh, they kidnap Kim. Okay. Uh, are they working in conjunction with the group trying to assassinate David Palmer? Or uh, probably, this... but I don't remember. Okay. I may, I think I feel like the show's logic, at least in later seasons, is like we need to keep Jack Bauer specifically distracted because he's the only man who could stop this could stop David Palmer from being assassinated. He's the only agent in the field with the capabilities. Yeah, they he's, do they do talk about they do that in the last episode too, where it's like Jack Bauer's the only one who can who can do anything about this situation. Because he's a loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the rules. Who who gets a bit too close to the one worker when he asks her to hack his daughter's uh, computer password? Like he That's he does that hmm. thing where he kind of stands over her, like with his with his arms on either side, like so that his chest is basically ch- touching her head. You know what yeah. I'm talking about, the, the the Latina woman. Yeah, wouldn't do it personally. Wouldn't stand over someone life. like that. And Jack asks Nina to hack something. Well, he, he asks. Nina to ask Tony to hack something that relates to that bank account or whatever. Tony yeah, made his facial hair so bad. He looks amazing, man. It was 2001. Man. It was 2001. Is the soul patch ever better. coming back? Never he never should. stops having it, as far as I remember. I don't know. I'm looking at a photo of him on the side, and oh, does uh, he not have it? At, he's got a full goatee in this oh, picture yeah. on the side of the wiki. That's that I'm actually using his the, evil twin. I learned that there is basically an evil twin plot in this show at some point while like writing some character names down. Not an evil twin plot, but somebody it's that the guy the photographer guy gets played by that same actor, but it's somebody impersonating that character. Okay. Oh. Because I was uh, we'll get to him. Okay. Yeah, like Tony hacks into the thing um, you know, cuz he's like, "Oh, this is for Jack," but then does it and Jack, uh, uh, you know, logs or uh, gets uh, Kim's computer hacked, and we learn that her password is "life sucks." Where's the lie? I like I like to make my passwords broad statements about my life that people can then like use that for drawing conclusions about me with my passwords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I change my password yeah, every day based on what my mood is. That's just good. So some days security. I'll log in and just be like feeling pretty good. That's my password. <laughs> yeah, some days. Some days your password is, you know, good, lol, winky face. Is there anything that really happens 
in the rest of the episode that's not involving on the plane because it's just I like, can tell you something that happens. Kim well, yeah, but- and this guy make out and the kiss fully does not match with the actual <laughs> kissing. <laughs> she, why does she tell him that he, her dad died? Why does she oh, do right, that? Yes. I mean, if I had a fucking fascist spy dad, I'd probably tell people that he died. <laughs> also, it's, it is good security uh, thing. If, you're, if your dad is a powerful figure and you want to make sure that you aren't uh, kidnapped by some guys, that's a good way to throw but them off know. your side, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah she's if, done. If they're, the, guy, like, if they're the guys the that want to kidnap if they're the guys that want to kidnap you, maybe maybe they they probably know. If they're not yeah. guys that want to kidnap you, I don't think you have maybe to worry. Maybe they're dumb about it. and they'll be like, "Oh, I must have gotten the wrong girl. This one's dad's dead. It's a totally different <laughs> thing. They fucked up." Mm. They're from a, they came in from a Coen Brothers movie instead of. God damn it, of from, Pedro! Uh, you told me it was this girl. Yeah, yeah, dude, they're doing good cover with this fucking shag interior van. Like yeah. the oh fact God. that they are like domestic terror operatives or whatever <laughs> with a shag interior van. <laughs> they really are. It's deep cover. I think the biggest cardinal sin with this show, and I'm going to rectify it in our retelling, is the way it structures it. This episode, the, the final actions. Because it doesn't end with the craziest part of the show. Yeah, because it's Cause in real get, time. It's it's meant to be like, no, this is how it would happen in real life. Like it, you, the climax doesn't always happen at the most climactic just, moment. It would it, it wouldn't okay. matter if the there's. So we had to. So we had events. to. So we had to drink for the airplane slash airport sex after the one some of the weirdest flirting I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I the, I a hundred percent was just like, well, that guy's clearly the the guy is clearly the. Um, the, the killer, terrorist. Uh, the terrorist. Um, it's a good bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rudolph Martin is the actor's name. Uh, he has played Dracula twice, <laughs> one of which was for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was, of course, on NCIS, where oh, he yeah, played maybe. a Mossad agent who Incredible. was the Incredible. major antagonist. Uh, you know, so it's like, this is who that guy is. He clearly knows what type of role. He was a uh, a, compu- a renowned computer hacker in Swordfish. Uh, so like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was a movie. It's this fucking guy. So I'm like, clearly he's this. And so they're doing it perfectly in this conversation with the woman. She's like, so you you're like a photographer. You know David Palmer. And he's like, I haven't met him yet, but I'm going to shoot some pictures of him and you're like so he's gonna shoot like whoever wrote this was like patting themselves on the back the whole time and they were right to do it at one point the woman's just like so did you know princess die and he's like i never got to take her picture or whatever he says yes he He says yes (laughs) yes but he's there was like some he would have been like a kid was, when she he was, was in alive. the proper. He was like, like, wait, what are you talking? What? She died four, four years, years before this. Before this, Stephen. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. When did you think Princess Diana died? <laughs> in the eighties. There was literally okay because this just came up of my dad uh, doing some house <laughs> renovations, pulled out all of our old Beanie Babies that we had, and was looking up which oh, ones yeah, he could I try have to one. sell. I have and there one of is, those. We and yep. I don't think we had it, but there is a Princess Diana Beanie Baby that's yeah, the best, like the I, best. I have. I have one. Have wow. One. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. have the Princess Diana. I love Princess Diana. I have a Princess Diana sweater. She's great. The people's princess, man. Death to the monarchy. Yeah, no, yeah like... absolutely death to the monarchy. I'm all about this. That's why I like Princess Diana. She was uh, divorced from the monarchy. They were terrible to her, and she was a fashion icon. But yeah, yeah, she died in 97. And this guy killed her. 
Yeah, this guy was in the pop. This guy was wearing the paparazzo. The way they, the way they worded that part is like, I, I knew her, but I never got. I didn't get a chance. I I didn't get a chance. And I was like, was he like supposed to assassinate Princess Diana? (laughs) Is that what he's implying in this? Did he assassinate Princess Diana? Which it seems like the show wants you to believe, because you know, in that moment, and then it turns out that it's all, uh, it's all fake. Because she, the woman, uh, whatever her. Something else with an M. Her name was like, Mandy? I mean, it wasn't, it was Mandy, but it probably wasn't Mandy. Her acting in this scene is so great. She like drunkenly stumbles through the aisles, uh, goes to the front. The stewardess is like, ma'am, um, we're landing. So if you could, and then she's just like, crack. At which point I no, was like, no, Whoa! it's not She crack. stabbed her in it's, the neck with a pencil yes. or something. Oh, it's not a yeah. pencil. It's a syringe, it's a syringe. guys. What do you watch? A lot of, a lot of yeah. people getting injected. He decapitated. He decapitated. She decapitated this flight attendant for everybody. <laughs> rolled her head down the aisle like a bowling ball. It's so and good. Then, yeah, she like she like stumped, yeah, would you, It's also great because she starts that by going like, "Excuse me," and the, and that's when the stewardess is just like, uh, "Ma'am, you're not." And then just immediately hits her with that. It oh. felt like Hitman. Yeah, it felt yeah. so much like the Hitman's games where you're just like. Oh, that character's got a dot above them, and they're just like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here." And you're just like, "Ah, oh, panic, stab them in the neck." <laughs> and then, and then, and then she has to go back out into the aisle to get this suitcase, and she stumbles into the aisle, does like a drunk shh, and then like grabs something that she clearly shouldn't be grabbing. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And Closes then she like pulls it, out, turns body language on the dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that. And then, and then she like. I didn't know what she was doing. She's pulling uh, the lining of the bag off because it's actually like a plastic explosion, explosive that she uses to line the door to the plane, sets up a bomb, pulls out a jumpsuit, and, and basically and a parachute. Does that great, like, crosses her arms, holding the ignition, uh, you know, for, the, uh, for the, the explosive she set up. As there's a clock ticking down presses the button goes flying out of the plane so the creators of 24 it seemed unnecessary yeah but it's cool the creators of 24 were probably like one when 9-11 happened maybe a couple days after they were like this is gonna rule we're about to have an extremely popular show do we need to do something about the pilot because this makes blowing up a plane seem fucking sick yeah but there's that but also like there was the whole thing where it's just like, we don't want anything that could potentially remind people that 9-11 just happened. Like the whole clear channel, like yeah, banning yeah. like so many songs. So like I would have been stressed out if I were them. I mean, also because 9-11 was happening, but <laughs> I've been stressed <laughs> out about my TV series. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Matt, uh, to basically answer your point uh, or to, to, to build upon the point you were making, this is the edited version of, of what happened after hmm. 9-11 occurred. There was... Huh. You Release would see, the tape. Release the well, full tape. Would, <laughs> they got rid of someone saying, let's roll. There was a... <laughs> no, you see the 747 exploding more, basically. Uh, There's uh, more shots of that. Right. And then the next and then the next thing they cut to is uh, Nina being like, they blew up the plane? That's pretty rad. <laughs> you know what in, the, in the background, Muhammad Atta is taking notes or whatever. They, they had to cut that as well. <laughs> you know what would make uh, the scene of her getting out of the plane even cooler? Is if, if for she, some if reason... If she gave a one-liner? 
know if for some reason she had like a snowboard on her legs. <laughs> I, mean, oh, yeah. I immediately started thinking of the opening of the Mighty Morphin Power, Power Rangers, Rangers movie yeah, where they dive out to higher ground by Red Hot Chili Peppers before yep. roller skating around Angel Grove to free ride back or group. Uh-huh. 100% um, also exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> that's, that's why I said that part. Yeah, there's a bullseye on the ground and she lands on that and everyone's like, that was fucking sick as hell. And then she's like, but, I'm the pink ranger. Bulk and skull fall behind but, her. But what if but what if she had just said, thank you for choosing Delta? And then just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then Kim gets kidnapped. She's like, I want to go home. And they're like, yeah, we'll take you home. Don't worry. And then they don't. And they keep driving. And that's it. Sucks. Yeah, clock ticks and episode over. Yeah, you know, some shit probably happened to Jack that we skipped over, but not much happened with that character, actually, all things considered in this first episode. No, yeah, this pilot no. was boring. No, and then a plane this explodes. Was it was this not pilot, boring. Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I I was like, oh, this is moving a bit slower uh, than expected, but I'm into it. We didn't talk about the senator, like, almost threatening a reporter. And then, oh, right, uh, yeah. not, and then his wife being like, what's wrong? You can talk to me. And just shutting a sliding door on her. Yeah, with the <laughs> same energy like, as nope. like a limo driver uh, having the screen put up on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he just, uh, that's that's the thing that happens to that character. And I don't know what any of that means. And then we, yeah. I don't then he gets know. elected yeah. president. It would lay, he does, yeah, he, yeah, that's. Is there anyone from the pilot besides Jack that's in the finale? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so, yeah. Uh, but, uh, th- yeah, that's the first episode. And I would have been in the moment I saw the bomb explosion, or the plane explosion, because I was like, holy shit, I can't believe they played me like that. I definitely thought this guy was the murderer, or was going to be the me too? Was the assassin, but then he's not. Holy shit, that's so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. my God. So, like, I was in. Yeah. They, they I, I thought this pilot was this. rad. Yeah. Too, yeah. Much, too, much, too much daughter subplot. I thought it was cool. Yep. 100% agreed. If you think yeah. this was boring and you like Six Feet Under, you should maybe seek help. It was boring. S- six Feet Under, but like the vibes that they're trying to go for are very different. Like Six Feet Under is entertaining well, as six family feet under drama. Could learn a little and something 24, from 24. Shut the fuck up. And 24 <laughs> is supposed to be an action series and no action happened until 55 minutes into the episode. So that's what bothered me. It's an espionage. It's not all action. If in the pilot, the dad of the funeral home had died via... Uh, some terrorist operation, and then later Michael C. Hall blew up a Literally, plane. Yeah, Six Feet Under had as much been... action in the first episode as this did, almost. <laughs> but less intrigue. I want could, the. I like the intrigue. <laughs> I live. I just for the didn't intrigue. find. I just didn't find. Didn't find this very compelling. But like, the if last, I were like, watching this in, I mean, I was nine in two thousand one, so I wouldn't have watched this then. But if I was seventeen or whatever and had watched this when it aired i probably would have been like i'll give this another shot but this pilot did hmm. not like uh do a whole lot for me i didn't find it to be the gripping and i was i was saying i was promised yeah, i was, was gripped. actually gripped ian were you gripped oh absolutely but yeah. as i said before the thing with this is that like i i love so much shit like this like i mean mission yeah, impossible yeah. is one of my favorite action franchises and there is a certain amount of ethan Huntness to mm-hmm. kiefer or to uh, to Jack Bauer, and then like later Mission Impossible has a decent amount of Jack Bauerness to right. the Ethan Hunt character because this this comes out right around like Mission Impossible Two, which also has like dudes exploding a plane and then yep. jumping off of it. <laughs> uh, only that's bad because it's you know it's um, Do Gray Scott and he just he, he just doesn't have the charisma to do it. But he also is wearing a Tom Cruise mask for part of it, and then he pulls it. It's you know John Woo. They're doves. I was say is that the John Woo one? Doves. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in. Like, I'm kind of like casually like, what if I watch like the first two seasons of 24? <laughs> Why not? I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the finale of um, of Live Another Day. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, man. Uh, I'm gonna so watch the it. choices I, that they make with Chloe are so funny. <laughs> I have some stuff for our interlude. Some facts. Some fun. Great. Some fun yeah. trivia here. Um, if you guys are ready for that. Yeah. Um, now there, there's we're gonna cover both of these, but do you want me to start with the presidents or with the timeline structure of this show? I will do presidents first, actually, because talking talking the timeline makes more sense right before we get into the finale. Yeah, okay. To give an idea of how much time has passed. So, um, of course, I had said last week because I was the one who was like, I I don't know much about twenty four. I think the president dies a few times. Here's the list of presidents in 24, and what happened to them. David Palmer, of course, uh, his fate, you know, he was the president from seasons two and three. His fate, he was shot dead by terrorists beginning of season five. Damn. Um, this imagine is after political scoundrums, so he is not running for re-election. Imagine the American psyche after this one single event, and now continue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we get President uh, James Prescott, played, of course, by Alan Dale, which... I don't know how Alan Dale could have played a president since his New Zealand accent is so abundantly clear in every role he's ever played. Um, or maybe it's Australian, but I'm pretty sure he's a New Zealand accent. Uh, Alan Dale would, of course, for uh, uh, those who don't immediately recognize that name, he was um, Seth Cohen's grandfather in The O.C. He was uh, Penny's father in oh, Lost. Yeah. Yeah, Lost? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. You know, he's always an evil industrialist of sorts. He but yes, so he played the president. Um, so this was in season two. He was the vice president, but he uh, he led an effort to invoke the 25th Amendment. Um, and uh, he uses a forgery to do this. So his fate is uh, he is shamed by his actions. Uh, he offers his resignation after the coup d'etat. <laughs> and uh, as far as known, he is still alive, which is a rarity for 24 presidents. Yeah. And then he, got, he became, uh, apparently he became president on Homeland later, so. Of course. Is he? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, like, sorry. The, yeah. like, prestige uh, equivalent of this show. Yeah. Um, so, President John Keeler, he takes over next uh, at the beginning of season four. Uh, but then a stealth fighter attacks Air Force One. The plane crashes and it kills many pre- uh, passengers. And uh, the president, President Keeler, survives, but he is incapacitated. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, his fate is not shown. Last we see of him, he was in critical condition at the season's end. Uh, <laughs> but we get President Charles Logan following afterwards. The classic twenty-four president, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, seasons four and five. Uh, he is not a kindly man. It says here he's a piece of uh, shit. His fate. He was removed on, uh, from office on charges of obstruction of justice, placed under house arrest, confined to the Hidden Valley Presidential Retreat. In season yep. six, he was stabbed by his unstable ex-wife, survived, returned in season eight, but committed suicide at the end because he's the one who uh, shoots himself, right? Let's again s- imagine. Yes. Yeah. Let's again imagine the American psyche knowing all of these things going down in a row, in a row. So after that all, though, happened, the first accident was with President uh, Charles Logan. His vice president, uh, Hal Gardner, takes yep. over, which uh, I'm going to bet my life on was named for the two Green Lantern characters, Hal Jordan and Guy Gardner. Uh, That's and they just combined them into one name because they were probably like, I don't know. This sounds great. That's cool. He would be played 
of course, by Ray Wise, a man who I could never imagine Ray ever Wise. attaining Absolute political king. office. Ray I love Ray Wise. Wise. But Ray Wise is such a sinister energy. President that I just, Ray Wise. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know what? It's it's it seems like things work out well for him. There's no mention of anything terrible happening to him. Uh, we then get President Wayne Palmer. Uh, who is oh yeah! I'm sorry, wow. David Ray Wise, and then a President Palmer. Wow. Uh, uh, Wayne Palmer. That is well. I mean, there was already a President Palmer. Is it David Palmer's one, brother? It is indeed. Yep. Played by yeah. DB Woodside. He finds himself in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this one. Like several 24 presidents, he was the victim of an attack and suffered significant brain damage as a result of the attempted assassination. In order to prevent Vice President Noah Daniels from taking premature action against the Middle East, the president's doctors brought Palmer back to consciousness so that he could resume his duties. However, he only served a few hours before suffering a hemorrhage and falling back to a coma. Classic Joe Biden situation. President Noah Daniels, the president in season six, uh, that is played by Powers Booth. Uh, Preston Powers Booth, another sinister (laughs) man. (laughs) Yep. This well, show has then, a very good relationship, or, uh, the correct relationship with American presidents, which is understanding that they are fundamentally a sinister group of guys. I mean, yeah. I would also probably vote for Powers Booth, a uh, Powers sure. Booth type. Uh, well, he, uh, but not enough did because he. Uh, all that happens with him is he loses the reelection bid, and then we get President Allison Taylor, played by Cherry Jones. Who so, you know resigns in disgrace of ultimately. Is That's she, the thing that happens to her. So Matt, can you tell me how much is President Allison Taylor supposed to be Hillary Clinton? Hundred percent, hundred thousand percent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you see the steely, fucking soulless, child-eating gaze that she had throughout this entire episode? <laughs> so to close out the presidential chat, it's two dead presidents, two that are critically wounded, one who is privately shamed and publicly shamed, <laughs> two yeah. vice presidents that fade away. Uh, one unknown and one forced to resign. And this yeah. happens in nine a uh, nine year span, or is there now time jumps in this show? Yeah, the thing. You'd think this is only a nine year span. I would season eight from that number that yeah. you just gave me. Season eight takes place fourteen years after season one. It's time to talk timelines. Uh, yeah, no, what happens is every uh, every season picks up basically 18 months after the previous one. So there's sure. an 18-month, it's like there's an 18-month gap and then a three-year gap and then a lot of 18-year-month gaps afterwards. And then there's one where it's like 40 months later. And I was like, why would you pick 40 months? But yes, 14 years have passed. Yeah. So none of the characters have actually aged like they should. No. If you, if you think of that part of it, you're like, wait a minute, how is... So wait, these characters are now supposed to... Jack's nearly 50? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, it's the weird thing where they are actually uh, overplaying their age, and they're not even, they're not even concerned right. about you it. Went from discovered... having an, you went from having an adult actress playing a teen, although she although Alicia Cuthbert was like 18, uh, to then her being younger than yeah. her part. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, 14 years. That as far as jump. I know, we don't see her in the Though, so, yeah. as I... As a, as I was doing the research on this, that's also then just the show. So it means that like the actions of the entire, when you include um, live another day or whatever, uh, it actually goes to like 18 years of American history. So Jack Bauer has just been there. He's done it. He's shaped it. He's, you know, he's um, what if Forrest Gump was an action hero? He's just always there. Right. The right place, the right time, except in the finale where I, I mean, I don't understand what all complicated plot has been woven. Yeah. It's, it's very finale, fun. way more understanding. Yeah. 
Hey, this is the finale is what I was promised out of the show, which is a lot of Keith or Sutherland going, do it! <laughs> screaming. Or, or his screaming catchphrase, shut up! Pull the trigger! Yeah, shut up! It's very fun to enter into something where it's just like, yeah, here's a very complicated conspiracy-laden plot that we're going to do that's going to make mean, no dude, sense. You get the final episode. start out with episode. Kiefer Sutherland with Jack Bauer about to assassinate the Russian president. Yeah, literally my first note on the episode was, we can't just stand by and let Jack assassinate the president of Russia. It's, it's wild. And then it's just something like, there's Freddie Prince Jr. And I was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I was reminded that... Uh, that um, Chloe O'Brien has never once had her face up. She has only yeah. ever has her face down and is looking up, but to look straight ahead. She's always doing the Kubrick, Kubrick stare? Yeah, I mean, so that's what happens. You know, Jack's uh, getting ready to assassinate the Russian president. We've uh, all been there, fellas. It's 3.02. Yeah, this is, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, the finale. It's day 8, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, I love that they're showing all the characters' names for everything, and then they're doing this weird, like, fade-out Zoom thing that's happening with every character's name as they're just, like, jacked Absolutely out. looks like shit. Carries over President. from season two or whatever. The previously on 24 always sounded really weird to me, and I listened to it on, like, nicer speakers this time. And, man, it's like he, he did it, like, into one of those old computer usb mics from the 90s even though the rest of the show um, has normal sound but he has this matt like, actually <laughs> they used um they used one of those microphones that you would get with mario party 6 yeah you just <laughs> plug it right into the gamecube right and then you would just be like bigger previously on 24 the, the on weirdest 24. the weirdest part I don't, I don't know i don't know how to explain this but when he says the following takes place in real time. He's sort of like winking while he says it. Like it feels like he's sort of trying to seduce us with that yeah. information. The following takes place in real time. Like well, it's, it's, it's this he weird He also has such thing. a different voice. Yeah. It's also because, well, actually, Stephen, they're just like saying that to like kind of, you know, like cover the fact that they're like the following takes place in real time. An hour of real life, but it's only 43 minutes of TV because advertisers, man. Don't you know, know. don't worry about that. God, this show is so nowhere. weird to watch with ads. Like the fucking insane tension that they would do is kind of like Breaking <laughs> oh, Bad, yeah. where they would just like yeah. ratchet it up to this point where it's like this whole international conspiracy, and then yeah. you'd be watching a Kia ad five seconds later. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So what's the IRK? Uh, uh, that's the Islamic remember? Republic of Khamistan. Yeah. Ah, yeah, right. yeah. Sorry. And they really irked uh, the U.S. Yeah. yeah, so there's a treaty that's happening, and there's going to be the Russians and the IRK, and the, the the Americans. Um, oh boy, I don't really know how to talk about this episode very well because a bunch of people <laughs> clearly died earlier this season, including right. Renee Wheeler or Walker, whatever her name was. There's very clearly like yeah, like they, we we like it was just revealed or in some capacity that the um Dalia Hassan of the IRK her mm. husband was killed 6 hours ago so you know 6 weeks before it or 5 weeks before in the in the world of right. people watching the show at the time and it was like i guess an american or a russian or That's it right. was you know or some co part of that and and, and so it's thrown everything into chaos, and you know the president is telling 
uh, the, the IRK representative about the Russians' complacency or complicity uh, in this. Uh, but she's just like, well, we're going to do the tra- treaty anyway. You know, there's 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 the importance of peace. And uh, and then uh, you said the classic 24 villain, Charles Logan, then gets in touch with the Russian. Uh, uh, what is his uh, position, like his job? People keep calling he, him president. His his lackey keeps calling was him Mr. President because he's. Oh, but he's not anymore. he was. I assumed he was either like VP or Speaker of the House. And because their nefarious plan was to like get President Taylor out of there, that he was going to be the ascendant, Mr. President. So just his little Renfield guy who gets Evander Holyfielded uh, in this episode <laughs> Jesus. was calling him Mr. President. That was I, my thought. I don't fully remember. But yeah, he, the reason they call him Mr. President is because he was the previous president. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's a very clear, in my opinion, Nixon stand in. They do a lot of stuff. I mean, he fucking <laughs> looks like Nixon, but like they do mm-hmm. a lot to make him seem like Nixon in character as well. Yeah. And uh, so the, the the conceit is that this um, Charles is or that, yes, you know, President Logan um, is telling Suvorov, Yuri Suvorov is what it says here mm-hmm. was that character's name, uh, the president you know, of Russia. That there's a mole in his camp, so he needs to come by and talk to him, um, and the, and they're gonna meet. But then uh, Chloe shows up to you know uh, talk to Jack. But it's just so absurd that yeah, there's just Jack Bauer with a sniper rifle. It's yeah. Seeing the first episode, Jack Bauer, you're just like yeah, okay, so like he's he's you know, a good he's spy, a dad. He's but he's doing like actual spy work where it's mostly just like gathering intelligence and drawing conclusions, <laughs> and then it's just like. Here he is with a sniper rifle <laughs> on a building across the street. Yeah. He's handcuffed his friend to a railing, and she's just like, here's what we can do. You don't have to do it like this. We can link it to the media. And he's like, it won't work. This is the only way I can save the world, I guess. Yeah. He went from being a guy who cared about his daughter to a guy who's had a direct line to, like, five sitting presidents in a row over the course of the show. The, the, the interesting thing is with this whole thing to me that I never understood is and I remember the stakes being quite high for a lot of them being like, okay, we, we, we have to prevent war or save this important person's life. The stakes here seem to be like letting bad people get away with the bad things they did, which is like, not that like they already did. They the already things. did the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cause the they ultimate thing is this- like, we cannot sign a peace treaty. We have to make sure we're constantly at tension with these. Right. People. Like, okay. If we sign this peace <laughs> treaty the American way. or yeah, if, we're, if you like this peace treaty, sure. We'll be at peace, but also the bad people got away with the bad things. It's like, Ooh, yeah. I'm not so sure. I, I don't know that that's so, like at this it's point about accountability. Steven, what's more important than accountability? It's funny that it seems like at the end of the line, 24 was like, the ends, they don't justify the means. Yeah. <laughs> After yeah. probably eight seasons of being like, find out by any means necessary. <laughs> flip the table. He didn't flip a single table in any of these episodes. That's his signature fucking move. Right. Where's the show I was promised? <laughs> Yeah, there's a playful table I am flipping. Gl- I am glad Pull the yeah, trigger. That we got some good shots. I mean, that's, that's what we got to get to. Yeah, we got to get to like. Blast her friend. <laughs> blast him because he's her friend. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So, what happens with that character? Yeah, it's just like they're about to do a raid on, on, you know, they know where he is. It's like there's a sniper in the 22nd building. It's Jack Bauer. And they say that with the energy of 
that's Jason Bourne, yep. which I love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was They're very like, much like, it's Jeff Bauer. People are, people are like shaking, holding their guns when they hear that that's the other I have to go after. They're just like, you got you want us to do a raid on Jack Bauer and he's got position on us and he's got a sniper rifle? He's going to disappear, sir. But um, he's, and he's, someone's uh, just like, he's remember. He's tortured some folks. Let's just somebody, say that. Yeah, somebody grabs Freddie Prince Jr. and is like, remember, the orders are shoot to kill. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then we cut to <laughs> we, we cut to Kiefer handing Chloe a gun saying, you need to shoot me. <laughs> pull the trigger. He says pull the, says, pull the trigger at least. Pull the trigger. Times. Pull the trigger. I'm, pull the I'm trigger. sorry to pull the. I, I can't. I just <laughs> pull it. <laughs> Chloe, it's it, getting too late. Yeah. You have to pull the trigger. And she's just like, okay. Such, she's such Rorschach energy. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> And eventually, eventually, she does when he points it at his his gun at his own head. Yeah, he points, so wait, he hold points on. his gun at her. No, I thought it was at his head. Was that no, he points he the gun at her and she does nothing, and then he oh, points okay. it at his head, and then she shoots him. Yeah, it's better to shoot him than let him shoot himself. Even though he probably wasn't going right. to do that, but <laughs> and risk like his finger pulling the trigger from you shooting him. What is his plan? I guess is really. Uh, it doesn't I, matter. His plan doesn't almost works. Matter. It almost works. It's well, perfect. No, but I mean, he planned his... for. Her. He knew she'd be a perfect shot and miss every organ and artery in his body. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that he would. It was all a ploy to get the guy to lead in closer to him so he could bite his ear. <laughs> that fucking kicks ass. And then there's a quip about the bitten ear later. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> Uh, later in the in the episode that I watched the the end of uh, Live Another Day, you get a great scene between Jack Bauer and Chloe O'Brien, basically where like he's sacrificing himself to be tortured for the rest of his life in Moscow, uh, in or, in or, in exchange for her freedom, and they have this exchange while they're like walking past each other by the helicopter, and they're just basically like, you know, you really are my best friend. <laughs> I'm incredible. I I love I think some of the best uh dialogue in this episode was when Chloe's just like you can't shoot the Russian president on US soil. It'll be an act of t- it'll be an act of war and then he steps up he's like orchestrating a terrorist attack already wasn't an act of war or already wasn't an act of war. You're just like uh what's what's going on here buddy? Yeah, you're going to trigger nuclear apocalypse. Like what are you doing? Oh <laughs> So people, I, can... I was hoping. I, I know, like, I I know for a fact that my rooting interests have changed over and how I watch this show because I was hoping to God that he shoots him because I was like, what are they going to do then? Like, what if he were do? to shoot, shoot me, if he were to shoot the Russian president, how would the rest of the show? How yeah, would the, how are they the next forty that minutes plane go? In one yeah. episode, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like, <laughs> I, uh, that's what I re- I really wanted to know. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it is him going. It was already an act of war, and then clearly, like, a lot of innocent people will die in the bombings that will occur. But the bad guys, but the bad guys have to get, the bad guys have to get punished for the being bad, even if, even if hundreds of thousands of people die because of it. That's for my team. That's, uh, about as American as it gets. Yeah. So, the, so the former president, the Russian president, at least colluded to kill the husband of the woman who now represents the Islamic Republic of what is it now? Kamistan. It does sound like Kamistan, but I think <laughs> I think it's like K A M I Stan. Kamistan. I put fuck using a fake Middle Eastern country. Like yeah, you cowards. Yeah. Oh, they always have to use fake Middle Eastern countries. <sighs> Would you rather it be that or them 
actually it would, be. It would be very complicated <laughs> if they were like she represents yeah. Iran. Like right. it would be very. Or I, I would love if it's like a like one of the actual sta- like a Central Asian like random former Soviet like the, the damn Tajiks. Yeah, I mean, if they just picked Kazakhstan. <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know. No, I was sad we don't, don't get to see more Navid Negabon also uh, out of this. I'm sure he has a huge role earlier, but he's barely in this episode. Yeah, I love all like fake countries in all of these meet in like media like this, so that they're not offending anyone, even though it's very clearly, yeah. you know, a stand-in for a nation. And then especially like this is mostly like comics where they'll do this, but then when they try to figure out where it fits in geographically. And they're just like, yeah, it's uh, uh, here. It is on the map. Yep. Don't worry about what's actually there right now. Nope. This is just <laughs> Kondok. That's what it is. But this is not. Is not. Is not. Not. No. 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 It's not. It's not, not what's really there. It's 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 Kondok. It's, it's it's don't worry about it. It's like Egypt, but not. Was, anyways. Uh, so right. Yeah. Uh, Jacket's shot by Chloe because it's the only way he can leave the building alive. You know, normal, normal. And he's just like Chloe. You got to see this through. Jack has this data disc of a recording between the president of Russia and the former president of them colluding to do the bad crimes, and uh, and and Chloe uh, has it, and yeah. the guy, the the lackey of the the president, uh, basically intercepts Chloe, uh, and 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 tries to figure out where this data disc is and searches her and searches Jack and can't find it. And then Chloe gets out and tries to upload it, but he stops her um, before it can, can go all the way. Uh, and then we get to a really good scene where, uh, well, actually, right before he stops her, he, he is interrogating Jack to ask where it is, and he leans down, and Jack leans up and bites his ear. Um, you got to bite his ear. You got to establish point, dominance. Somehow at that point, he realizes that Chloe has it. Like, that's the moment he realizes that Chloe has it. I don't really <laughs> understand the connection, but it's very clear that right after his, he, he gets the beer and he's like, lock down Chloe O'Brien. It's so wild when you're like, yeah, so okay, now she's got this data disc and she needs to get it uploaded. And they're also going to take Jack to a... Uh, a black site, like a off this, the book I'll, site. I'll throw him in a black it. site halfway around the world. This fucking Gina Haspel ass lady. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, they're about to do the signing in the longest scene of the show, which is just like three people standing in front of a, a UN crowd, just maybe about to sign this piece of paper. That scene oh, lasts. Does Steven, it get ever. more boring than this? Steven. Does it? Could it possibly? Uh, the way he figured out that Chloe has it is when he realizes where he shot, where she was, where Jack was shot, was like a clean spot, in and out, no like vital uh, organs sure. or anything like that. Where it was just like, oh, you shot him there, so it wouldn't wound him critically. Jack, that, then that's when Jack's like, come here, hey, come, wait, come here, I'm gonna tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> Crunch. If I if I made you guys shoot me. Where would you pick to shoot me to not injure me critically? I've always felt shoulders the right spot. You just got to train them to shoot the legs. So. There's major. 
If you hit the femoral artery, it will kill you. If you hit the kneecap, like you're fucked up for the rest of your life. It's also the Terminator, the Terminator Two thing when I know he has to kill yeah. no death. Yeah, just boom. But me, I would not do kneecap. It's um, easier to shoot than the, the shoulder. I feel. I don't know. I don't know. Um, if you, if I'm aiming for your kneecap, the there's a, a very serious chance that I miss. It's not that big. But then again, if I aim for your shoulder, I might hit your heart. So yeah, or head. So like let's, it's, let's just let's just Google where on the body is the least lethal place to get shot. Oh, like Chloe shot Jack, or Chloe shot Jack, and hands oh, good. Oh, uh, Matt, I'm gonna shoot you in the ass. Doesn't that isn't that a whole Soprano subplot where a guy like gets shot? A rapper has to, like makes someone shoot him in the ass so he has street cred or something. <laughs> This forum is basically a lot of people going nowhere. You you shouldn't <laughs> don't get shot. <laughs> they're just like that's not how bodies work. <laughs> There's big organs and vital and like and I, you could lose a lot of blood in all of these. They're spots. just trying to discourage anyone from like going full jackass. <laughs> yes, it seems the vibe of this is don't do it. <laughs> Whatever dumb thing you're thinking about. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. This was Johnny Knoxville was asking this while holding a gun at Steve-O. Just like, where's the best spot I could shoot you? So the president of Pierce News Network decides not to sign it because she realizes that she uh, has... Jerry Jones is a leading luminary of the American stage. What is with you only discovering actors through succession? I mean, I knew her through Transparent primarily and then succession. So, yeah, who watches stage shows? So she doesn't sign it because she has too much guilt for covering up the crimes, the bad crimes, um, and thereby not having peace. So what I don't understand is if she signs this and then it comes out that th- that they did all these crimes, does the peace treaty get nullified or do we not get to have peace anymore? I don't I'm really know. Not sure. My biggest issue was why are these people from places that don't use Roman alphabet signing in it? Um, maybe they would do that anyway. I don't know. You have mm. procedure, but you don't know. You don't me. know. You don't know what the the, the Islamic uh, Republic I, of Kazakhstan. I, I would assume they use Arabic. Yeah, but well, the, the don't Russian assume. the Russian guy also <laughs> does it in Roman alphabet. I don't know. I'd have to ask fake Kofi Annan or whatever who's supposed <laughs> to be there. <laughs> My biggest issue with this was. Uh, the president is supposed to be Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton would absolutely not be like, I'm not signing this thing that I worked on because it's not the right thing to do. Yeah. Come well, on. It, it doesn't even well, fucking matter. It doesn't matter if it's Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Who then they, and Jack Barr is the only person you can set Hillary Clinton uh, straight and like fix the Clinton, get the Clinton f- crime family uh, to <laughs> to admit to their, their wrongdoings. Yeah. Like, in no world is any pre- I'm not even talking about Hillary Clinton. Any president yeah. who worked this <laughs> yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. get this thing done going to be like, actually, I did some bad stuff, so instead I'm going to resign. Why would we be talking about Literally, do, president being president is doing crimes. It's not my observation, but it is the truest thing I've heard <laughs> about an America about the American presidency. Yeah, a lot of crimes. And then and then they do the thing where they do this thing where they have a million chances to kill Jack Bauer, but just don't again and again and again. I'm sad that we don't actually see them uh, ambush the ambulance because, like, I didn't immediately register that that's what happened. So when I saw the ambulance crash and Jack uh, getting out, I thought he'd totally, like, Hannibal to that ambulance. (laughs) 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 And I was like, oh, no, that's bad. He was needed to be transported there and 
yeah. it's going to be taken away now. No, I get it. The assumption is like, well, this is all part of Jack's plan. Yeah. I thought he was doing another Batman game, but I thought yeah. he actually had the data disc the whole time. And whatever they confiscated from Chloe was fake or something. But you're but right. Then, they needed to have like a Scott Evil character in this episode. Like, why don't you just shoot him right now? I have a gun yeah, like, right like here. They, they had they had three <laughs> people. They had three people dressed all in black who body bagged him instead of just shooting him on the street. Like <laughs> at this point, you just caused an like. I don't know. I don't get it. Either someone well, was going to see all of the people on the street would have been like, "Oh my god, that's Jack Bauer." They just shot Jack Bauer. Ah, uh, no, you're right. American Bauer, hero. He's probably got the presidential name. Jack presidential Bauer. Medal of Freedom. He's probably gotten all sorts of things like that. They're probably giving him a Pulitzer for all I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Nobel Peace Prize for yeah, Nobel securing Peace Prize. world peace. He's got a MacArthur Genius Grant. So then uh, when former President Logan, is that right? Uh, yes. Realizes yeah. that the jig is up and that she's going to confess to her crimes. He well, murders. Hold on. We got, we got, we, we, you jumped over Jack's message. I didn't take that good of notes. Well, you got Jack's message because that's what happens where it's... Oh, right. She the, watches the, Jack's message. Because that's what gets through is where it's just the, like, a lot of good people died today. A list of all of these things, you know. It's just like the president's going to... The president's willing to cover up the atrocities that the Russian government has done in the name of peace. And we can't let that happen. You can't build <laughs> peace on that. We can't... No. That can never occur. We have to get retribution. And then, yeah, and then it's just like, yeah, lasting peace cannot simply be political. It has to be born out of trust and honesty and understanding, more, understanding and most importantly, a will on both sides to move forward. Currently, that will does not exist. And Jack, peace Bauer, is fraudulent. Jack Bauer is calling And I in. cannot in good conscience allow the people that lost their lives today to go unspoken for. You reminded me of that earlier today. That's who I am. What the fuck, Jack? Seems like something that guy would say. I believe that more than his pierced ears. <laughs> That character never had fucking pierced ears. Uh, but yes, this is where um, you get, yes, Logan and the the lackey, who basically at one point clink glasses and go to evil. I might as well have said to evil. Yeah. But he does, yeah, he does, he does instead, like, they clink glasses and he's like, yes, to evil. And also, you know, so you could numb that ear pain. Am I right? How much it suck? It's just like, that guy, that happened a minute ago, basically. <laughs> okay, but if, I, but if I got my ear bitten and it was bleeding, how long would you guys wait to make a quip about it? Zero like, seconds. It was, oh, no. Yeah, like... <laughs> I wasn't me criticizing the quip. It was me being like, how is he here? He's just... It was like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two minutes or whatever. <laughs> Five minutes ago, his yeah, ear if, got like bitten off. If that did it happen to you, I would, I would be playing stuck in the middle with you anytime you walked into a room. Like, I would send you like Van Gogh prints for every birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Just like somebody shows up with Mike Tyson's face tattoo yeah. to greet me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the president calls off the, the the hit, and we see. She can't get a hold of the right person to call it off because the guy. Oh, sorry, sorry, I skipped everything. No, uh, the, I know I wasn't laughing about skipping everything. I'm laughing about the. I love the trope of the. Um, we we can't get a hold of anyone. Yeah. Uh, there, those, there, those. Well, I I was trying to say before that the man. Uh, kills his lackey and is trying to like I don't know escape or something. But then the president is at his door, so he shoots himself in the in the chin. Uh, 
but then he maybe survives that. I he just has know. brain damage. Yeah, he fucked up committing suicide. Yeah, uh, classic uh, Fight Club stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then, so then we see Jack being dragged to I don't know some location by a guy <laughs> who respects him a lot and is like, right, yeah. can't believe I have to do this, but orders are orders. And then he like, and then he like gets in a fight with him for a second, headbutts him a bunch. I love. I love when assassins have professional respect for each other. Yeah. yeah. Like that's half of the John Wick movies is somebody <laughs> yeah, going yeah. up to him and going like, big fan, big fan of your work. <laughs> Hate to have to do this. <laughs> kind of like, like, you know, I like there's the part in, um, in Logan. I remember where, you know, the like government agent guy or whatever at one point even says outright, he's like, I gotta say, you were kind of my inspiration for getting into this line of work. It's really a pleasure to meet you. And I love, <laughs> I love whenever they do that. And they're just yep, like, well, it's, it's you know, great. it's a community. We talk, we chat. We, you know, I bet there's assassin YouTube in this world. Uh, I mean, it's just, like, yeah, other, it's, it's, I, other people don't really understand them. Like, you know, it's they, a craft they need to have some it's, sort of, yeah. yeah. You know, it takes a lot of work to do this stuff and they just you know they know that the others are going to really appreciate it it's really great to you know a proper professional and you know it's it's, it's it really sucks for this guy bauer couldn't kick this guy's ass actually i really wanted him to yeah oh, yeah he, well, I, maybe it's because he was dressed like the dad in gossip the rock dad in gossip girl <laughs> and maybe, i was like why why did they do this to him for this what is this look can we get the classic like he's wearing like a nice suit that's now pretty damaged that would at least be something instead of like these like weird teeth. tactical cargo pants or something like no how dare you? <laughs> he's not a cool like military cargos do you know i would do you know what would have uh, what i would do if i was assassinated by somebody wearing cargo pants <laughs> jesus <laughs> A lot of people around the world are getting assassinated by Americans wearing cargo pants. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so he has about he has about three minutes real time to kill Jack Bauer, but just just when he's about to pull the trigger, um, it's hard to meet a, your heroes. He gets yeah. a call. It's fair. It's hard to kill your heroes. Um, uh, his partner gets a call from the president, and. Uh, Via like a drone that yeah. they ba- or like a satellite that they bounced the call from. That also that also has Hellfire missiles that she yeah. then threatens. She threatens to drone strike these guys in the middle of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you don't, and it, it's also just like, wait, are you saying if you if they kill Jack Bauer, you're gonna drone strike them? Like, yes. wait, is that yeah, what you clearly. just said? This that shit yeah. totally that's the, fucking that's way to on. Like, if you get a call from the president. But they're like, I should have like, fire will domestically you if you don't assassinate do you with a drone. No, they don't. They wouldn't do that because they know that they would run into problems because they would miss and they would wind up like blowing up a child. Yeah, park I can't really do that like cleanly. That. And no. yeah, and it would be an American. So it's not child, hellfire so. missiles. Like otherwise, yeah, this conversation happens. But there's not. Right, right. There's not like the president being like, I have a drone targeted on top of you, dude. She yeah, says. Like, um, that's she an, says an, an insane thing to say. <laughs> she says the Russians will come after you, and so will we. Even in fiction, we're just like, oh yeah, we we fucking suck ass, man. We are so fucking evil. It is, yeah, it is weird to be like, oh, this is like hella jingoistic, and then it's like this show has a pitch black view of America in the two episodes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So then she talks to she she asks him to hand the phone to Jack. She thanks him. 
and then Jack gets to talk to Chloe. The, 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 the episode ends with a conversation between Jack and Chloe where, man, I really wanted him to say I love you. Like, I wasn't yeah, watching right. the rest of the show. But he it was basically like, does in the last episode of Live Another Day. He says, he's like, you had my back. Thank you. <laughs> You're my touchstone. And she's crying. He's looking I, up at the drone so that she can see his face blown well, up on a huge screen when he's saying that. It's not until the very end of it, but yes, it did make me think of um, one part of it is like his body language is the Robert Redford nodding gif at one point, basically. <laughs> Whereas the way he's looking where it's just like he's just going to start nodding because he's like, it's going to be okay, Chloe. It's going to be okay. The also, stage of this like, looked like Armageddon, the end of Armageddon. Yes. When yes, she's exactly. talking to Harry Stamper. Yeah, I was exactly what I was going to say, where I was just like, there were parts of this where it felt like that. And then, uh, yeah, like I was expecting her to put a hand on the screen. And then it also reminded me of the parts in the Truman show where Truman would be talking, where like Truman was talking to um, Ed Harris and he doesn't really know where to look. Yeah. So he's just kind of looking off as he's saying (laughs) these things. And it's just like so disorienting that this is how this show is ending. I love this. It's so weird. (laughs) <laughs> really weird just, yeah and then he's just kind of on the run i guess yeah i mean i know yeah, what actually to happens to somewhere. jack bauer but in the original series run he ends just kind of fleeing well it's like john also, wick too there's also the great part uh on the phone call because one like i like that that phone call starts he's like calling chloe and it starts with her being like it's like i just spoke to the president she's like i know i was listening it's just like, let's get all of that out of the way. We don't have to do that part. You realize and we're a just, spy organization. Yes. We exist to surveil. Um, and then I just, I really like that it's just like, my family, I need to make sure they're protected. And then Chloe's just like, or, or, or something like that. And Chloe's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure they're okay. And he's like, no, you have to promise that they're going to be okay. And then she says the exact same thing again of just, I will make sure they're protected, I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's like talking to a five-year-old or whatever. <laughs> I need you to do that. I promise. She initially says, like, yeah, I'll pop in. Do you do you pinky swear? <laughs> I need you to pinky swear. I need you to spit you on your hand. Pull the trigger! Swear. I need you to swear to your mom. <laughs> pinky swear to me. <laughs> Corey, I need you to pull the trigger and promise they're gonna be safe! Pull the trigger! <laughs> and that's the that's the end of twenty-four. Yeah, triumphant music plays as they like shut down a surveillance network or whatever, and then, it's not and then the you end get the of clock. 24. It's the, the end, end of twenty four. It's the end of the television series twenty four, which was followed by a sequel event series that apparently doesn't actually wrap up the plot. No, it does not. <laughs> but that just... was the. Well, actually, Matt, you've alluded to it a few times. What else happens besides Jack Bauer cuts the head off of like a member of the Yakuza or whatever? <laughs> the Japanese president. Oh, oh was so it the Japanese president? There's a whole assassination plot with a character that we somehow never meet uh, in the two episodes that we watched, but he's a really important character in the show, Audrey. Uh, Audrey's of really, course. really big. Steven probably remembers her because she's I'd have to a Google big her, middle. I'd, I'm sure You'd I remember recognize her. her face. So she gets assassinated by one of this one of the uh evil Japanese men and then he chops that guy's head off. Oh yeah. Um oh I, I also something that we didn't get to see that I really love that they did in the real finale, not the one that we watched, which was uh if you if something really sad happens, then the 
ticking numbers before they go to commercial are silent. I, I did see that while reading uh, IMDb trivia that they I decided they had that a that weird was... tone like when a football player gets injured on Fox then they play the minor <laughs> key version of the jingle or the song. <laughs> What's oh, a minor key version funny of that every ticking? Time. <laughs> yeah, uh, also the, I I think the real finale gets also kind of at the true like weird nihilism of 24. Um, there's a quote that I wrote down I think he's the president or some important guy in the American government was Audrey's dad and she gets assassinated. And he says in response to this, I, I, with like no context, I won't remember what happens today. I won't remember what happens period. I won't remember that I had a daughter that died in such a horrible fashion. And then he just walks away and gets on an airplane. I guess that character must have Alzheimer's or some <laughs> shit. Jesus. Maybe he's about to go commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds absolutely wild. I did enjoy the finale. It did, though, not like it's like, oh, yeah, I could watch some 24. But I also kind of just like maybe I just want to watch Mission Impossible's right. five and six and be like, all right, four hours. That's all I needed to do. It's so interesting watching these shows, because even the ones where I'm like, I think I could watch this. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I was listen. I was Is that all... possibly something to do with that. We know how they end because of no, the nation's I was. I, I know, was I know for in. Ian that never matters. No. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, does anyone have any wrapping thoughts on 24 before we get into the next week on segment? I can't believe how much I liked it. Yeah. I'm, I really I'm, liked it. Yeah. It was really fun. I was it engaged. left out so many of the things that are actually bad that I promise you are present <laughs> in the show. <laughs> that's. I think that's probably yeah. why I'm also like, I couldn't do it because knowing once I'd see that, I'd be right. like, oh, yeah. oh, God. Right. You know, there, there was not enough. Islamophobia for me to. I could do season one, maybe. Yeah, season one is the least Islamic Islamophobic season for sure. But a lot, there's probably a lot of uh, Kim plot. Yes, I mean, those seem bad. Yeah, or yeah. as my mom calls her, that bitch. <laughs> Damn, Jesus! Wow, Jesus! Well, uh, <laughs> I don't think that'll be happening next week when we cover a show that I made a mid-episode pivot and decided what I actually want to be talking about oh. next week. Oh. So I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Uh, who here thinks they know the least about the recently ended NBC sitcom Superstore? I've never heard of it. I know nothing about Superstore. I've never heard of it either. Um, I've never heard of I've, that show. What is that? All right. That? Well, I am going to put 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock, and you can all try and tell me everything you think you know about Superstore starting Superstore. now. Is it's it about a people that work. Yeah, it's a sitcom. It's about people that work at like a Costco-type store of some is kind. Dane Cook it's in supposed, it? No, it's, it got... How many seasons got, are there? I'm not sure how many seasons there are, but it got relatively well reviewed, but I don't think its ratings are very good, but it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to have like good labor politics. Huh. I was kind of excited to do VR though. I mean, we'll get to that though. So it's a comedy. We're going to watch a yeah. comedy. Okay. Yeah. Single cam, uh, no, huh. no time or anything. Yeah. Yep. We'll find out more, uh, <laughs> next week when we huh. cover that one. Um, hmm. I, yeah, I realized with it recently ending, I think that actually makes uh, more sense to do than holding off. It's a good time to do these shows, especially when half of the podcast hadn't heard of this. Yeah. I'd never, I don't know what that show is. But we'll find that out next week. Uh, thanks, though, for listening. Thanks to our producer, Matt Iciani, for his lovely work, especially the wonderful job he did un, 
unfurling the scrolls that were necessary to figure out how to edit last week's episode. Uh, last week's episode. Uh, you can find us at, as you know, pod on Twitter. You can, you know, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Uh, shouts out to integral part of the back of the behind the scenes uh, process here at As You Know Studios. Uh, my cat Nike, who slumbers with the Eternal Queens now. Uh, Death and, to America, uh, Steven, Nike forever. Steven, we will, as always, we will venture by taking out the Russian president. <laughs> Surfing's way too motivated. You got to get wax, deal with sharks, call everybody dude. <laughs> <laughs> 